had quite a week on me, but the cherry on top was that. Showing up on GPS as somewhere in Target. Oh. And it says the last time they were seen was 45 minutes before I left on that day of work. So I'm like, they could literally be anywhere in Target. I have no clue. Yeah, that's tough. Um, So I I just bought AirPod Pros. I was like, whatever. Are they in the case? Like, it, it tracks the case, right? Yeah. Yeah, I... I have no idea. Like I had an AirPod um, in when I was sleeping and then I woke up and it just like wasn't there. So it's probably somewhere like in or it's somewhere at my in my classroom or it's somewhere in my bedroom. And I'm honestly for the last three months, I've been too lazy to go find it. Three months. Yeah, that's insane. You have you changed your bed sheets? Yeah. So it's probably not in the in the bed. So it's just in your bedroom. It could be in my bedroom or yeah, it's in my classroom and some kid just like picked it up off the floor. Rosie ate it and already passed it. No, 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 no. We she wouldn't have eaten something like that. She did eat one, like chewed it up. Um, and so I just got new ones, but um she never like ate it, ate it. It was just she chewed it up and was like, All right, this isn't food. Bye. Does she eat toys? No, she just rips them up. Ziggy's a big, he'll just like every once in a while shit out like an ear of a toy. And we're oh, like, God. where did that come from? Dude? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I found like fuzz, but she just inadvertently <laughs> eats the fuzz off like yeah. f- from inside of things, but like never like ripped off something and then like consumed it. The secret to dogs though is that they'll eat the fuzz, but they can't swallow the fuzz. So they'll yeah. get it in the back of their throat and then they'll just sit there and go, yeah, and they'll pop yeah, it's that's great. not never fun. Ten out of ten. Um, oh boy, I um I feel like shit. Um, but you're hearing it here first, folks. Like no one watched the game. The Celtics are in the fucking Eastern Conference Finals. Yay! I'm shocked, but also not shocked. Um. No, I knew this. This we were gonna win this game. I, I had said to, I think on the podcast. Um, I, if we won game one, it was like, you know, outright like a blowout. It was like, all right, the it's going five games. The Bucks will win one at home, and we got this. Like, but then they won game one, and I was like, fuck, this is going seven games. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not expecting it to just be back and forth. Um. It wasn't until the end that we won back to backs, but um, I had it, it. It was after game one. I was like, God damn it. After game three, I was like, the series is over and I'm just going to enjoy my time that I have with them, with the Celtics um, and just, you know, pray to the gods that be Adam Silver and Brad Stevens and Ime um, that we weren't going to trade anyone. And I know we would have, but yeah, I'm completely just enthralled as much as I can be with a pounding headache and uh, allergies uh, um, like among us and just all the shit. Um, 
the amount of things that Giannis Antetokounmpo gets away with on a basketball court incredible it's it, befuddling it, to me yeah that no, no other word than that it's like yeah i get it he was an mvp he won last year um he's the new lebron he's going to get these calls but there are times where it's like oh, he, he's we're, the other nine people on the court are not playing the same sport that Giannis thinks he's playing like and the sport he thinks he's playing is like um in the like 90s when they had the trampoline basketball leagues where yeah tackle each other he's That's playing sport blood sport he's playing he's yeah. playing blood sport out there he's playing it's, pros versus joes dude yeah and it's like what do you and he's a joe because he's just like ah oh. he plays basketball like connor DeSantis does mm-hmm. just bowling people over it was caught and i'm like what how is i get it like i say how is he getting away with this i know exactly why it's because he's honest i'm just I'm just pumped that it's over with. That was, they were the biggest threat in the East. I know they were third and that Miami is still the one seed. Um, And I have my own, uh, you know, resentments or that's not the right word, but I have my own fears of Miami, but uh, we beat, we did it. We overcame the, the odds Um, Giannis with the, they lost that game. The, mm-hmm. the Celtics played out lights out huge showing from Grant Williams and, and PP, um, but also on top of it, Jason Tatum just being an absolute dime God, just like popping it everywhere, left and right. He has just could come leaps and bounds. I would love to go back and listen to the beginning of the seasons, these episodes where I talked about like the beginning of the season. I want to hear what I probably had to say. Um, no, it's cool. Yeah. We have you, that. You can do that. I, I know. Actually, I say I wish, and then I think I will. I think I can make my own dreams come true today. Um, but uh, yeah, I have my own reservations about Miami, but we we did it. The Bucks definitely lost that game because they just weren't able to. Like uh, the Celtics' first quarter that we had when we were missing every shot and nothing was going in for us. The bucks had that on the tail end of the game where Giannis was like forcing the the ball second half, forcing the ball and not getting his bounces and Bobby Portis being like jabber John with, with smart. And like he he had a breakaway dunk and just completely like back rimmed Mm -hmm. in and shot back out to half court. Um, it, It was awesome. Like, I'm so happy that it's over with, um, because, it's now going to be a nice, challenging, hard-fought series in the Eastern Conference Finals because no one in Miami will get those calls. I'm not going mm-hmm. to be frustrated, I think, with refs against Miami because there's no, like, superstars. There's no, like, that poster child. There's, there's not Giannis. There's not LeBron there. It's, like, hard-nosed. Like, so if foul gets called, I'll probably – I won't, like, lose my shit like I did in this series. Yeah, there was also like, I mean, there was a lot of like Tatum would do the same thing that Giannis does and get called for an offensive foul. And they'd be like, I don't know, didn't the, see the anything big, on the Giannis play. The big one was like the, the Jason Tatum's like Euro step and he bumps uh, yeah. Connaughton and like that the, little fucking yeah, pussy. Jason Allen. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're probably next week after a game, the couple of games when we get on, we'll, I'll, I'll have my full take on the series probably three games in um 
on my, the Miami series, but I, yeah, I'm just true I'm, basketball I'm, I'm reporter. Reporter. Exactly. You know, the series doesn't start until game five. Um, <laughs> that's what I've always said. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy that it's us in Miami. Um, like, I think it's going to be, a, it's going to be a great series. Like I, like I said, I'm not there. It's not, it's going, my frustrations aren't going to be on the things that are supposed to be the constants. It's going to be the frustration on the variables. Like if we're shooting well that night or, you know, someone has a big blow up, the refs are always supposed to be the constants. And I was so scared of that, this series because the refs were going to be a variable. Tough loss for the Bruins, though. I watched that game last night. So, what, what were your thoughts going in? Game seven, were you like, was uh, this game seven was this, in hockey? Was this like just a gut wrenching, like, like, you know, knife in the stomach that loss last night? Um, no, it was more of like a, like, if you stab an inflatable pool. Like it yeah. doesn't pop. It's just the air and water slowly leaks out. Yeah. And then with like a minute left in the game, all of a sudden the pool was completely reinflated. Mm. And then it was just like stabbed to death. And then, yeah. And then a nuclear bomb hit it. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's been all this time and you have that last like little like, hey, we can still get our feet wet. And then bam. It's wiped off the face of the earth. It killed me because Carolina is one of those teams where they are the complete kind of antithesis of the way a lot of hockey has gone, which, and particularly the Bruins, which is like they're a team that's entirely built around depth. They had no yeah. 50 goal scorers. They had, you know, it was a bunch, a bunch of guys who scored like 20 goals. And yeah. so, like, their um, threat was really not any, it wasn't like, Hey, you shut down this one guy and we have a chance. It was, yeah. you have to execute every single play perfectly. And, at last, and you have to, team. you have to take advantage of any opportunity you're given. And yeah. what it came down to was like, <clears throat> they could not execute. And part of it was, I think that, Trent Frederick going in and out of the lineup was a horrendous decision by Bruce Cassidy. I think you had to either commit or get him out of there yeah. because I mean, the, the goal that kind of was like the dagger was a Trent Frederick blown coverage that left a guy wide open yeah, on the weak side down by the goal line. And like, that's you, you have to execute every single moment. But then on the other hand, Frederick, I think, also hit two posts. So it's like, if we had just gotten a little bounce, a little, yeah. what, even like that scrum at the very end, if that puck just bounces, like hits a little different edge or like a groove in the ice or something and bounces out to somebody, that's a tie game. And we go to overtime yeah. and it's completely different. Yeah. I will say, I think that if, it, if that was Bergeron's last game ever, I will be a very surprised and be very disappointed just because he doesn't deserve to go out that way. And I think he's has, I think he has plenty left in the tank. I mean, like, yeah. it's not like he's, it's not like, like Chara at the end, you could tell he was getting overmatched. Like, no Bergeron is still like completely there and like has it in him. And maybe it's like a situation where 
he wants to just like pretend to have an injury and sit out like the first two months next year and then just yeah. come back like great do that dude we don't and, care. and, and yeah exactly <clears throat> and boston fans should be able to be like sweet if if he's gonna stay with us and, and come back he has that entire right to he's earned that yeah. like slow start yeah exactly <laughs> but um i think it's gonna come down to like our fourth line is very good but it's like that like i was saying with carolina the depth scoring we have no depth scoring eric halla is like he's good and he was good but the thing is is in the playoffs like it's a whole different game because with the halla uh pasternak hall line it was you shut down pasternak and then all of a sudden you're relying on eric halla and uh taylor hall to make all of the plays and run all of the offense themselves and like that's just not Eric Hall is yeah, a not he's a matchups guy. He's not a, a stud offensive second line center. And then the third line was like good, but not great. But it was what killed us was that in Carolina's building, they could determine the matchups and they could, you know, like play chess in terms of like who was on the ice against each other. And that was what was our downfall. But yeah. to wrap up all that, um, we do have a really solid decor that signed for like eight years. We have Marshand doesn't seem anywhere near retirement. Mm-hmm. Pasternak is still as old as we are. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> we have Taylor Hall for another couple of years. So it's it's not out of the question to kind of make some tweaks. Um, yeah. But I do think they need to fire Don Sweeney, ideally into the sun. Wow. Um, I did change my Twitter name. Yep. It is now Don Sweeney's asshole. Because I am just going to spend the next however many months just farting out terrible takes on what the Bruins should do. Should be doing, yeah. Yeah, I am just taking this in a completely... I'm no longer a Bruins fan. I will be... I think I'm going to buy the new NHL game. And I'm just going to spend all of my free time doing trade simulator trades of what we should do. (laughs) Yeah, do it. That's what I love about sports is like we will work ourselves into a a tizzy of that, like the trade machine idea or like the the obsession over, uh, you know, living room coaches and the living room manager of like, I can probably do a better job running the two of us uh, is to to transition into uh, the last uh, Boston sports. The two of us, um, you with extensive knowledge of the MLB and me with little to no knowledge of the MLB. I think we could run the Sox better than what's going on over there right now. I mean, Fenway. Dude, easy money. You and I, we take over. I think one of us, I think probably you're the manager. You're the yeah. like face of the team and I'm like the GM, but I kind of tell you what to do. I'm the Theo Epstein. Yeah. I love it. And um, I think we're good to go i think yeah you know, there's a couple the first thing we need to do franchi cordero ideally fire him into the sun or yeah. just trade him because there's the thing that people don't understand about sports is like there's so many dumb teams in sports yeah you can just so many franchises contracts like, on them doing here yeah <laughs> like what are you still doing here mariners exactly dude like the arizona diamondbacks <laughs> Just give them Franchi Cordero and be like, hey, we would like one of your mediocre players. Yeah, we'll take anyone else. 
Yeah. We'll take a bucket of beer for this guy. Dude, literally, you know, the classic move is just dump a guy for a, a middle reliever. Who says I, no to a middle reliever, dude? Some of my favorite is in the NFL where it's just like, uh, we will give you this guy for just cold, hard cash. Like, <laughs> don't you don't you don't got to give like, anyone else. A, just a we'll take some future money. Future sixth rounder. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. We're, we would we will give you this uh, paid professional. Um, for someone who right now is uh, sitting in a math class uh, as a junior yeah. in high school right now, yeah. we, we and like has no concept of how what is being taught in that math yeah. class. Exactly. Um, oh, I was gonna go somewhere, but oh, the um, I will say about the Bruins. Um, my final kind of wrap up is this is the first time in a while in which the Bruins have lost and the Celtics have still been in it, and that really cuts the blow down a little bit yeah because because it good like, it, yeah normally it's like the bruins lose and then it's like what am i gonna watch fucking may 15th baseball games yeah. dude like might as well join me and watch college lacrosse at that point yeah dude there was i watched some of the baseball game last night dude there was they were playing in texas there was like seven people there and i'm they looking won at like the i'm looking at the two. score right now i'm looking at the score it was rangers seven socks one yeah, on a and Sunday then they have the dude. They have I'm the good. Astros tomorrow and yeah, Tuesday. Killed by yeah. the Astros. Yeah, I will. So I will like, have my eyes on that and just be like, okay, like I, I let's see how many runs we cannot score. I. It would be kind of funny if we became an ironic baseball podcast where we were like, yeah, we've watched every game <clears throat> and um, we hate what's happening. Yeah, and we, we hate don't want to be doing this. We just don't have really anything better to do. We we are we are huge just MLB fans. We are big fans of any team that plays the Red Sox, and we're always rooting against the Red yes. Sox. But we're just yes. in the Nesson market. <laughs> <laughs> are you guys gonna watch the game tonight? Like, oh no, the Sox suck. No, the hate the 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 uh, the Marlins are playing. I'm a huge Marlins fan tonight. <laughs> Dude, the Marlins have been on a tear right now. Don't really? get me started. No, I'm making this I, up, but no. you were convinced. <laughs> there you go. I know it. Kind of the point. <laughs> yeah, it's just Boston sports right now. We won't get into the Patriots talk because nothing's happened, but it's, oh, it's no, all in the Celtics. Actually, I do but, have a Patriots take. Oh, there you go. Dude, Billy Zappi went to fucking WKU. Alum, noted alum, the producer. Ah. And she also know Mr. Zappi? the elephant. Ooh. Does she know both? Do you know both of them? Yeah. Yeah. We once had a fight about which of our schools have more noted alums. Who do we have? Dude, fucking, uh, I don't remember. I already forgot. I'm going to, I am going to Google the Wikipedia. I always love doing this. What was that producer? Yeah. Lex Luthor from Smallville also went to WKU. Ah, of course. Who could forget that character? The guy who invented Viagra. Notable people. Or rather, this is just notable people in the town. I feel like we've... Oh, Matt Anna uh, Tonelli, former MLB player. He's from Georgetown. He's currently a full-time baseball coach and hosts a wait, YouTube channel. Wait, are you saying Georgetown? Yeah. No, we're talking college. Oh. Oh. Well... Uh, Patrick Ewing. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> that's all I can think of. Fam- um, let me let me Google famous UMass Amherst alums. Famous <clears throat> UMass 
Also, uh, we handed uh, University of Kentucky um, their basketball coach on a silver platter. Oh, well, there you go. Um, we have um, Jeff Corwin from Animal Planet. That's what I'm saying, dude. <clears throat> we have Richard Gear, Pretty Women. He stuffed a gerbil up his ass. <laughs> We have the musician Taj Mahal. Notable. Bill Pullman. <clears throat> yep. Um, my, uh, here's all the athletes. Uh, Trigger Burke, who played for the Celtics in the 60s, in the 50s. Uh, Marcus Canby, Victor Cruz, Julius Irving. I, did, I said Ewing, not Ewing, Irving. Um, Rick Patino. That's all me, dude. Uh, ripping a, a down true, your leg dude a true legend of a titan of who's that, who's that there were two receivers that recently got drafted too yeah of. they were but they're not they don't i don't know they're not on here no they aren't but they were like decently like first or i think they were like second round picks both of them i thought there was a cornerback and a receiver maybe that's what i'm thinking of yeah was eli apple he didn't go to umass no it was something to do with Apple, or was that our quarterback? I can't remember. I remember UMass had a history of the classic move where they would get the whitest quarterbacks they could find, yeah. and then they just sucked so hard. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. I mean, I think maybe the producer wins. Casey Elephant's pretty good. Okay. I'm going to give it to her, but we definitely had just a better college and Billy Zappi and Billy Zappi. Yeah. Is that his first name? Bailey, Bailey, no, Zappi. Bailey Zappi, even worse. I'm calling him Billy Zappi from now on. Yeah. Billy hey, Bill. Zappi. Bill Zapp. Like, What's up? Right, Bill sounds Zappi. like he's like a, a weird uh, cover band of Frank Zappa. Yeah. Or, or if it's Bill's, <laughs> I'm going to call him Bill Zapp from now on. And uh, Bill Zapp sounds like a, He's he's like the he's an infomercial guy. He's like the slap chop guy. Hey, Bill Zap here with uh, yeah, talking or tools. He owns a Toyota dealership. Yeah, Bill, come on down to Bill Zap uh, Toyota. Uh, we have uh, a Prius, <laughs> just one on the lot. A Prius and a ton of Forerunners, dude. Yeah, tons. I, I I could take one, but um, I uh. I it's bachelor bachelorette weekend in my life. Um, last night I was at Sarah's cousin's bachelor party up in Ossipi, New Hampshire. Um, pretty low key. I'm sucking wind right now. Just, I like mm -hmm. it's, I golfed, shot a 51 first round of the year. Not bad. Hey. Pretty good. I was almost there. The last hole I, I sucked it, but, uh, I did get a par on a par three. Uh, yeah, I it was just a, a copious amounts of drinking, watching the Bruins. We were watching it with like one of the cousin's dad's friends from high school. It's just huge. He's enormous. Have you ever seen that guy on TikTok that like has like the the congenital disease that makes his hands huge and like he yes. holds like soda can? Like that's that guy. He's he's <laughs> enormous. He's big. He has this big white long uh, mane of hair and like this like white uh, like. Darius Rucker from Hootie and the Blowfish goatee, and it's all white. 
he has the skin of a hot dog. He could be a long, a distant relative of Hulk Hogan. Um, and uh, he was just shitting on the Bruins. He's a basketball guy, just shitting. It was the end of the first period. And he goes, pack it up, boys. He goes, Bruins, Bruins ain't winning this one. And it's a room full of hockey people like Sarah's yeah. dad, Sarah's uncle, uh, the cousins. They're all huge hockey kids. Pack it up, boys. And they're all like literally like, like throwing beer and like they're empty beer bottles at them and everything. Like, Shut the fuck up, Louie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all time name too, just Louie. Um, also, I, I will say that when you described this man, what I thought of in my brain was Bill Pachillas and just hang out with Pachillas and watching the Bruins. Um, more lively than Bill Pachill. Okay. But like I feel same, like, I feel like you get name. a couple Sam Adams and Bill Pachill and he's oh, a pretty yeah. lively fella. He has a couple schlitz <laughs> down at the grog and he's a, yeah. he's, he's a talker, but yeah, it was, um, it was just, I took a nap at eight o'clock and woke up at like eight 30 and completely refreshed and still went to bed at 11. Yeah. It was just a, Long day of drinking and just like hanging out. Um, and the, the the allergies are fucking me right now. Absolutely horrendous. I've I've been nasal spraying constantly. I haven't taken like a pill yet because um, I know that'll zonk me out. I may take that right before I go to bed. Some Benadryl. But it's it's that time of the year for me where I step out of my door, like take the dog out, and I'm like, I can taste it in the mm-hmm. air the pollen and just it's disgusting and not it even worse it rained that uh up here a decent amount and that just like cakes the pollen all over the place it's not like airborne at that point but it's just disgusting and so i'm 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 in for a rude awakening i think when i wake up tomorrow did we talk on the podcast about the the reason for allergies yes yeah okay Okay. The, I, I brought like, that up. I don't remember where I had yeah. heard that. Yeah. That um to to So once again fuck the government. Yeah. The the they've been planting male trees because they don't grow fruit, but the male trees um uh disseminate pollen to the world. You had stories? What about? <coughs> oh, we were talking about like pollen. Thank you. I could play some siege in a little bit, maybe, but um, from that Dicky text, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just it's it's uh, it's bad. Um, it's been bad down here for a while. What's killing me is because we're remodeling the unnamed, unidentified big box store that I work at. Um, all of the dust from like many moons of just it not really being like targets are clean. But like yeah. not that clean, you know. There's like all those like. There's areas, a lot of like, dust everywhere. Like there's there's yeah. there's an aisle in every store that no one ever goes down, and it's like okay, well, no one's taking things from. No one's taking the bikes from yeah. like the sports section, and so they're just collecting dust. Or it's like we're moving an entire like literally taking an aisle, the physical aisle, and moving it, and it's like yeah. okay, yeah, you're gonna kick up some dust. Or like they're like renoing like the control rooms or like all the like mm. wiring and it's like there's just i feel like i walk around that place and just inhale so much dust that yeah. then like oh, i have God, one yeah. day off and i just spend all of it hacking up dust yeah flushing your face out like yeah <clears throat> constantly um yeah it's it's rough and it's not for me it doesn't stop until like july which sucks <laughs> oh 
I'm like dying right now. I, I right before the podcast, I took the dog out and I'm like still mucus. Every time oh, we Jesus do one Christ. of these, Zoom tells me that like I need to upgrade in order to <clears throat> keep. Yeah, I have remaining and like I have remaining time too. Yeah, but I have upgrade. Like I have the the Zoom. Yeah, it's <clears throat> gonna suck if it shuts us off in nine minutes and thirty. 30 seconds yeah we better get through some topics i know um we've been having a good one uh no i just I, mean like we got some stuff left to talk about we better just yeah oh so and the other part of my the story uh sarah is currently um closer to you than me yeah uh, i think right now i just saw she's at the kid rock bar yep really experiencing they're really experiencing authentic nashville exactly yeah um they went to yesterday it was sarah got there on friday and uh yesterday she was like it's a surprise like i don't know what is uh, what they're gonna take me to it's all of her uh, bridesmaids and uh they go to (laughs) it was like giddy ups it was cowboy burlesque Ooh, yeah it was quite a scene on the snapchats and the instagrams um Sarah was getting all grinded up on by by some denim clad boys. Mm. Um, the, the sauciest of it all was that Lily got brought up and was put on to like a saddle and just uh, molested, to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> I I showed. I was with Jack, the uh, the the twin brother, and he was please never show me any of that again. He's like, I'm he's like, I'm not going on my phone for the next 24 hours. And I was like, Do you think I should show your dad? And he goes, God no. <laughs> yeah, there was there's just it's just been for them just drinking on drinking on drink. It is obviously like I know you are overexposed to it all, and you probably haven't been on Broadway in months. Um. Well, the 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 little <clears throat> tidbit is that like Broadway is also where people ha- like work and have jobs. Yeah. So like Mercy yeah. technically works on Broadway because yeah. that's where our office building is. So I have been on Broadway, but yeah. like in terms of going out now. Yeah, you're not going out on Broadway. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it was they were saying how the other day there they or last night they were at this bar where you would spin you could spin this wheel. And it was like you get a free shot, or you had to just flash the bartenders. And so they were all just like flashing the bartenders. And, and I guess one of them uh, like didn't understand that concept, and she just did it. And they were like, "Well, you have to spin the wheel first, ma'am." Like, <laughs> like please put. It's, hey, spin the wheel, and then you can expose yourself. Yeah, there's rules here. honkers away, ma'am. <laughs> there's rules here in this in this establishment. Yeah, um, they're having a good time, and I'm I'm happy for them. Uh, yeah, that is I don't the know antithesis. What else That's um, generally that the, that yeah. side of Nashville is what I hate about Nashville. Yeah, exactly. If but if it Which, was us down there right now doing all that, we'd be like gung ho. Yeah, no pun intended. But a hundred percent. There was also like I get pictures sometimes. Um, but also if you did your bachelor party in Nashville, I would have dragged you to other places. Oh yeah. Like, I would have been, been like, too. no, like we're not just doing that. 
you would have brought me to like a gun. I this is was one of the ideas for when we go up to to York in a couple months to just go to a gun range. Like I'm, there's a gun range literally down the street from me. Yeah, I am anti-gun. Like let's not arm the teachers. Um, yeah. but if it's a weekend of just chaos, I'll fire a gun. Yeah. Um, the one wanna, that's wanna, down the street from me, you can get like, so all the guns are for rental. So you can go all the way from like one of the little, like James Bond in your sock pistols. Yeah. All the way up to like a full blown AR shotguns. Like you can just fucking let it rip yeah. baby. In a controlled environment. I, <laughs> I truly, we need to defund the police and guns aren't, should not be for public use. However, if it's in a controlled what? environment, I will, sh- I will fire a a a a weapon according to the producer they have ak's as well so beauty so i say Um, defund the police and fund jackson yes please fund jackson's bachelor party (laughs) um ours will be uh, the my ours like we're like we're all getting married (laughs) it'll be fun that'll have to be that'll be a fucking wild weekend um, even more than m- more so than what it usually is. I got to talk to people about that again and like remind them. Cause I feel like w- everyone in that group chat is on like, uh, uh, like they can't be told plans month in advance. They're goldfish. We, yeah. everyone is an inherent goldfish. Yeah. But I'm, I'm also in that boat. Like, yeah, we're all, it was, goldfish. Th- it was this week and Sarah was like, Oh, you have to take me to the airport on Friday. I go, why? What's going on? Why am I? Wh- where are you going? And she's like, uh, the fucking bachelor, bachelorette party thing, dong. Oh yeah, that's right. You're like, you're doing one of those. Yeah. Um. All right. Nitty gritty time. Kendrick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mister, Mister Morals, and I just, I was just listening to the high steppers. Yeah, Mister Morals and the high steppers. Um, initial reactions or first off general, general overall thoughts. Uh, um, it was very different. Yes. This felt like it was a little bit more like, um, The Black of the Berry. Is that the mm. album? It's one of the songs. I don't know if it's the album. Then I was thinking King Kunta. Is it King Kunta? The what album? album? Yeah, what is that fucking album? Uh, to Pimp a Butterfly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I was like, I like this and I can enjoy this, but like, I don't know that I am like the target demographic for this. Like, mm. it was very different in terms of like production value. <clears throat> yeah. It was very different in terms of like features and how the album yeah. was constructed. Um, it was different even in like how it was released. And like this was the first album, I believe, outside of the Top Dog. Yeah. Like no, Umbrella. I, I, was, I had read uh, like, you know, done my research after the fact, uh, like on Friday um, to do my due diligence while listening to it, reading, uh, you know, the making of it all. Um, it is it's outside of TDE. Um, I like it. I'm on my like second listen through. I'm not all the way done with it. Um, 
my general overall thought is that he put out damn and it set the course for like the rap that we generally like which many like my kids consider what we listen to are the kendricks the bronsons freddie gibbs um pusha that's like to that generation the younger ones like that's like alt like alternative rap because the all the mind the the forefront of rap right now is the trap the uzi verts and the boogies and uh fucking i don't even know the why ymw mellow or whatever that guy's name is like that's like the forefront right now so anything else is like this alternative (laughs) he made damn and it set the course for those types of rappers people started kind of making their pseudo damn songs yeah. of like, cause Kendrick put his out and they're like, damn Kendrick, you know, made this. It's unbelievable. Let's emulate it. Or like, I also want to have like these themes and whatnot. I think we're in for a resurgence of, cause Kendrick did something very different here. And I think we are in a, a new era where he po- he's just dropped this album. We're going to start getting other rappers that emulate him again. Like yeah. the people that we like, that start Freddie Gibbs has already kind of like done it a little bit. I felt like Alfredo was very somewhat similar to this. Yeah. Kendrick has obviously like honed it and made it his own. And I'm, I'm very ready for jazz samples and the back to the poetic, like yeah. spoken word types of things and whatnot. I'm ready for it. Uh, and we're going to get so much better music after this, but that will be the, the starting point for that new, theme of rap is the Kendrick's album right here yeah I'm definitely with you and I think you can also like (laughs) fucking losers okay Um, you were saying it really felt like um, like it felt more authentic in that it felt like a lot of artists just kind of released like whatever they were working on before the pandemic where it felt like Kendrick kind of like took that time and like is more cognizant of how the world has changed yeah whereas it felt like a future just released an album that i was like this is the same thing i'm not putting out for it's, it's what you've been doing dude so yeah. long dude and the like, world has changed some... that's that's what's going to keep him from being like you know we're happy when a future album comes out but we are ecstatic when kendrick puts something out because I truly was like, I have no idea what he's going to put out. I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be something different. I know what, and It'd I know be it well because and then we time. didn't even talk about like the heart part five. Yeah. We talked about I, texting, but shit, I shit my pants when I it, realized that he was like face shifting and deep. Faking. Yeah. And it's incredible. It It's post pandemic. It's the we are now looking retroactively at BLM and all that stuff. And so that is the, all those years that he went away. Um, he was taking the time to conceptualize and, and think about all these things. And I, I looked up a bunch of stuff on the heart part five and it's, he, he wrote those verses when he deep fakes, he wrote those verses from the perspective of those people that he was doing. Yeah. He, it was OJ, uh, uh, Juicy Smooth uh, yep. from of, of Dave Chappelle, um, Kanye, Will Smith, Nipsey, and Kobe, yep. all African-American males who have been vilified in some way or another by the media. 
or like that there's controversy around them in some way or another. Um, and he begins to, he does it in this album too, where he's, he is um, trying to uh, caps, uh, uh, capture what it, again, what it means to be a black male in 2022. And he's done that prior where he's, he's, he's captured. This is what it's like to be a black male in 2015. And, but the world is a lot different now than it was in 2015. And he's, he's keeping up the airs. He's continuing that kind of carrying the torch a little bit in um, publicizing what a black male is going through in his head. And like people do that all the time in movies and media and whatnot. And he is, doing it in his best form which is probably the biggest form for like black empowerment is is music Mm -hmm. um and it was awesome to see and awesome to like learn that he was like taking the time and i'm like i am going to write from kobe's perspective i'm going to write from from like uh from uh uh juicy's perspective i'm going to be writing from will smith's perspective and, and whatnot he does it on the album too where he talks about uh, he feels bad for fucking white girls and yeah. like and how that like fucked with his head and everything. I do think it's kind of inherently funny to be like, I need to write a verse from Nipsey Hussle's perspective. Yeah. Like, that was his whole kind of thing. Like, yeah, that, exactly. He, he kind of did that already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he did too. <laughs> but even more, because again, it's very it's retroactive. <laughs> it, it was incredible because he also picked he picked those guys yeah who oj who back in like the the 90 back in the 80s was like a could do no wrong it was like back in the 80s white people were like oh my god oj simpson this is crazy and the oj captured the world everyone liked oj and then it comes crashing down well then Um, the world captured oj yeah it comes crashing down and now he is the most hated man in America. Even though he didn't do it. If it, the glove don't fit, you have to acquit. Um, more recently, Will Smith has become maybe r- relatively uh, the most hated man. Because he's smacked the that like Wanda Sykes was like, I still have PTSD from that. Oh my, no, I haven't. Like, but shut wild. up, Wanda. Come on, Wanda. <laughs> <laughs> You know better than that, Wanda. Um, from Co- Kobe's perspective, Kobe is the reverse. Kobe was obviously a great athlete and everything. His rape case comes out, and he's the most hated man in America. He obviously redeems. It's like this: the world softened yeah, a dude, bit to Kobe. Everyone it, knows it, if you get if you catch a rape case, all you have to do is win like two championships. Yeah, and two. everyone it. forgets about it, dude. Yeah, but it's like all those people were an ebb and flow of being a Mac, a black male in America and people hating you or loving you and then hating you or hating you and then loving you. And so, and he does it excellently. And it is a commentary on like, what have you done for me lately? Kind of. And that happens, unfortunately, a lot with, I think black males in, in, in the media. It's like, what have you done for me lately? Like we will continue to, to love you if you're doing the thing. And I think he does an amazing job in the album. It, if you can hear a couple times tap dancing, yeah, which is epitomizes that idea of uh, uh, 
again, weird disclaimers. We are two white, <laughs> stupid males, and we are trying to connect dots here because of what we we have seen, and we are very much outsiders, and we are only speaking just of what we our perspectives. But the t- idea of tap dancing, and I think he has like a line, like it's an ad lib type of thing, where it's like stop fucking tap dancing, like like something like that. But the idea that it it's an African American tap tap dancing, almost like the idea of like a minstrel type of thing, yeah. dance. For and me. so dan- yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and he does it excellently. It's a comp- the entire album, and in starting with Heart Five, is a commentary on it all. It's yeah. the, the what does it mean to be an African-American in 2022? And he is, tr- he, Kendrick is trying to capture that and put it out there as, as a, like a, a beacon. And that's kind of, I think like I was getting, that was what I was trying to get at when I was like, I don't know that this is for me kind of like mm. to pimp a butterfly where I'm mm. like, I can love this and enjoy it, but I'm going to enjoy it differently because it just doesn't hit the same. Like, yeah. I you think know. the story, the storytelling that he does is amazing. He has the the father song talking about his his dad. He has a song the we cry together about that relationship. Yeah. It's back. That was I was driving to Reading, white Reading and being like, oh, my God, like this, <laughs> this man's going through it right now. Um, and the have you I listened to Auntie Diaries for a second time today. I was blown away. It's just how he paints a picture. I didn't know anything about this, this aunt that he has. And he's like spilling his own, like his view of his own personal situation and whatnot on how I believe it's his aunt was, it was like, you know, a part of the LGBTQ community and being made fun of in school. And he's using the F word and he's just a kid and it, but it, he, start to realize it cuts deep with his aunt and everything. It's this whole, it's awesome. It, it, it was awesome, but you're, you're, you're right. This isn't for us. We can enjoy and appreciate the hard work that goes into it, but I will never truly be able to understand the process and the experience that he had had to go through to make this awesome. The, the poeticness of the album is awesome. It's unreal. Um, I think the the beats could could be better at times, but I think the storytelling and the poet uh, the the poetry behind it is incredible. Let me see if I can find this. Kendrick did just put out yesterday. In Kendrick did just put out a video for N ninety five. I need to watch that, but I'm trying to find the. Um, I haven't watched it yet. Hip hop heads like thread on it to see if I can pick up anything. Um, yeah, <clears throat> I think it's good. I think it's. It, I think this is an album that's going to really hold up really well, like Damn does. Um, it's not like there aren't bangers on here. Like I. Fortunately, sorry, Ben. I don't think it's going to turn up the Medford House. If you and ninety five was like the closest I think yeah. that there was. Yeah. There was one other song too that <clears throat> there's one with had... Baby Keem that was okay. That was like yeah, there was upbeat. There's a couple, but I mean, also like I think the production was a little bit dicey, but I think that 
Um, I think he did a lot of it himself. And I think mm. he was also using a lot of like, like, I think that he does, he is kind of committed to using up and coming, like developing producers. Yeah. And so like, he did have like production credits to like Pharrell and Alchemist and like mm. stuff like that. But it's like a lot of the album he used people who didn't, but I, I think that it kind of lends like a grittiness to the album that is yeah. I appreciate that. It's it's a very like grass grassroots. It's a very personal album to him. And so he wanted to make the whole process very personal where he's handpicking these producers and giving people shine that usually don't get you. A lot of his features are pe people I haven't heard of before. That the Paige Taylor or whoever was on with We Cry Together. Um <laughs> That was I'm on to pimp a butterfly. Um, Taylor Page, rather. Um, like there's some people on here, and I'm like, I don't know these people. He's given them an opportunity because it's very personal to him. If you go back and look at Damn, that was very much like a producer heavy, a, a well mixed, produced and edited album, and you can see that in the the, the theme of Damn, where everything yeah. was like concise and uh, 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 well-made and this one, not to say that it's not well-made, but it's, you can see like this song differs from this song, from this song, from this song, because it's probably different producers working on each one <laughs> instead of just the TDE guys from working on BAM. Um, somebody said, I cannot imagine being Kendrick's therapist. Uh, yeah. That's funny. Hmm. He was uh, you actually to see today uh, to continue to go back to his it's it's not an album for us. And it's like it's his personalized um, beacon um, with like, you know, the African-Americanness. He was in Ghana today, just like bopping around at a, a Ghanese like skate park. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, dude. Just chilling. Um, I did. Uh, he did have some bars about some rather notorious like rap beef mm. to a degree. Like um, he did address kind of Kanye and yeah. Drake mm -hmm. and um, kind of like he almost like paid homage to Kanye in a little bit, you know, yeah. in some ways and was like, you could definitely respect so, to him. Yeah, it's there is a respect still with Kanye there. Like, I got that from from the song. decent amount of memes to come out i think it's like you know you know an album is big and everyone's like very hyped up for it when it drops on friday and then noon by friday you're like already seeing people make memes and like be like try to be funny about it like i saw one that was like when i put on the new kendrick album and it was like it was like hey this cat's pretty hot like like listening to jazz music like hey this cat's got swinging he's yeah. got it all going on and then I saw another one on TikTok that was just like, all right, Kendrick, album's almost done. Like, do you, we, we really think what would work is if there's like some four words, if like you picked someone that kind of like introduced some of your songs and had some like spoken word on it. And it's like, who, who are you thinking? Like, you know, like who, who you have in mind? Maybe, maybe like Pusha T could come up, maybe this, maybe that. And like, he's like Kodak Black. And the guy's just like, uh, you mean convicted rapist kodak black he goes yeah kodak black i want him to talk on the album and they're like okay sure um there's been a ton of memes about everyone doing everything they can to keep kodak black around <laughs> yeah oh yeah um 
They also, something we missed was um, him addressing the incident where that that girl just dropped N-bombs on stage with him. Again, that's probably, yeah. That's good. I, I mean, I, I really enjoy, I enjoyed the album. I'm still, I'm, I'm going to come back to it. It's definitely like a, I, I put it on in the car and I listen to it all the way through. It's not like I'm picking and choosing songs, maybe N95 um, in the, and or the baby Keem song I'll have on a playlist and just have that. But like, if I'm like on like a long car ride and I want to listen to Kendrick, I'll just, I'll put on this album and just listen to it all the way through. I need to listen to it again. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I missed plenty of, 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 of lyrics and bars in there that are probably like those coded hidden things, or he's like, you know, sub subtweeting someone with his own. He brought lyrics. up R Kelly. I did yeah. notice that. Um, Imagine if he had R Kelly's face in the deep fake, that would throw everyone off. That would really throw everyone for a loop. And he just yeah. made, he just had one verse, like a quick 16 about like loving to pee on people. Yeah. About being trapped in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, I'm trying to think. Post Malone dropped on oh. Friday. I did not listen to it. Nope. I have. I'll listen to it on my own time, but I, I probably have no words for it. Um, a message to everyone is there's a TikTok sound going around that is called Sayakabo featuring mm. Method Man. Go find the actual song because it's a fucking banger. Yeah. It's got a sick horn line. Um, I think they sample like some Spanish song. That's why it's Sayakabo. Mm. Um, what did I miss? Because we didn't re- we didn't record last week. Oh, Sam graduated. Yep. He is a uh, an engineer now, and he actually has a job now. Ow. Yeah. Quick turn. I feel shocked. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I I can't remember what company he's working for, but he will be he will be a fully employed man, man boy. And he's moving back home. We'll watch the Celtics. Um. I I ran out of steam pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a long weekend. What else? I don't have a car right now. Um, what happened? Did your uh, garage flood again? No, my engine seized. Because you had flood water in it? No, just out of nowhere. That's not good. So that's a whole mess. I'm currently fighting through insurance right now. Um, so were you just walking everywhere? Yeah. Taking the bus? Yeah. No, you're not taking. They the have a barely functioning public transportation system here. Yeah, you said that before. I almost forgot. You've if you can finish up your uh, car story if you'd like, but I I have no. That's I'm fighting no insurance car. and I have no car. Uh, I saw John Mayer on Monday. Ooh, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, I was about to blow my brains out though because I met Sarah in in Boston and we got food and she's like, Oh, like I couldn't, I'm not, I can't leave my laptop in the office because I'm working at home tomorrow. And I was like, okay. And I'm like, so where is it? And she's like in my bag. And I'm like, are you gonna take the bag into the, the garden? And she's like, yeah, I'm going to try. And I'm like, it's not going to work. We get <laughs> to 
the, the metal detectors. And she just goes, there's a laptop in here. And the guy goes, what? <laughs> and then she's like, uh, yeah, I just got off of work. I have a laptop. And he goes, yeah, you can't have that in here. And she's like, okay, like, is there something like where I could put that? And he goes, yeah, there's a bar across the street that has lockers for this reason. Go there. And I'm like, you're not putting. So I had, we had to take the orange line back to Oak Grove Malden go to my car. I had to run her laptop from the train to my car and then hop on the train back. We finally made it. We missed the opening act, but I don't care. It was some guy, Alexander 23. I'd never heard of him before. <laughs> we pull up to our seats right as mayor comes out. It was awesome. He uh, played the new stuff, played the old stuff there. They had a keyboard player who came out and was playing a guitar during waiting on the world to change. And he was playing the guitar, and then he goes into like one of those '80s Stone songs, not not "Start Me Up," but like the the song that's like the do 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 do. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking and about. And he was playing that on the guitar, unbeknownst to Mayor and May, because John was on stage, and it's the guitar player is riffing. He's like in his own little solo. He's like running around the stage playing on the guitar, and then he hits that. Do 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 little riff and John is like just like strumming along and whips his head around and points at him and goes yes and then they go into that stone song and are playing it for like a minute and then go back to finish up waiting on the world to change it was awesome um there it was uh who says I think where there they had like another guitar player and it, there's a there's like a a bridge in who says that turns from like minor chords uh major chords into like more minor it's a very like more somber part of the song and the guitar player um just started going just absolute crazy like seven minute jazz fusion solo he was like hitting all the off notes and all these like minor sevenths and everything and afterwards they finish up who says and john the crowd like applauses he goes thank you and he turns to the guitar guy and into the microphone he goes i didn't know that who says had a jazz fusion solo in it <laughs> never the crowd went up he he got real emotional because he like went to berkeley school of music in boston and he was just like this is my home he goes i know i grew up in connecticut and we all like lost our shit and he goes this, this is it he goes i love playing here <laughs> rick went to both shows um, and then we got at the same time, the Celtics, uh, that was game five and, uh, the Celtics won and we all got a let's go Celtics chant. And John's just like, yeah, I'd say let's go Celtics and we like, <laughs> blew up and everything. It was, it was a good, it was a really, really good show. It was tight. It was like a good, like an hour and a half. Um, nothing too crazy. He sounded amazing. He played like he had a couple of. Um. Oh, he played. He played a. Shoot, he played a cover of a Steely Dan song. I think "Hey 19, maybe. Um, there, it, there was a couple where I'm like, oh, I don't know this song. Like that's weird. There's a couple, but it was his. I'll try to send you a picture. His stage setup made it look like it was like a big screen behind him, all lit up, but it was angled or it had like a divide in it. And it was angled a certain way, and it made it look like the band was just playing in like a room with windows and the windows were like changing from like being like above the clouds at like a sunrise. And then went up to space. They're like underwater. It was awesome looking. That's cool. It's very, the saw rock eighties feel. <laughs> that was the, the, I hadn't been to a concert 
in like two years, I think. And that one was awesome. Did I? Did I went somewhere else? I can't. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, you had that whole incident at the garden. Where there was like oh, a Oh, yeah. Lady. That's right. I yeah. went to Luke Combs. I blocked that out. <laughs> it was so horrid. Um, yeah, no creepy ladies trying to touch me. And like drunk guys throwing up at his feet. Yeah, just your fiance. Yeah. No, she, she was fine. She was being, a, she was uh, arguably, depending on who you are, she was a creepy lady trying to touch you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I thought you said Sarah was being drunk and throwing no, up. No, 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 no. She was, she was a, I mean, if I didn't know better, yeah, could be a creepy lady trying to touch I you. Think, I think, I think at some point, Sarah will turn into that creepy lady. We'll just start touching people. Ooh, be. Um, I was supposed to go to LCD sound system with Ben like a month ago and I just completely was like, yeah, I can't do that. Yeah. I like paid for, it was like 80 bucks, $80 tickets and I hadn't paid him yet. And I hear, I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like day of, I'm like, I can't go. Like, he's just like, yeah, totally fine. And I paid him like 50 bucks. I was like, give it a Chris, Chick Lockus or something. Chris already had tickets. Then he gave them to someone else. Yeah, I wish you had made that decision earlier because I would have gone. You would have come up to Boston for LCD Sound System? I was considering it. Bef- I was oh, looking true. at tickets and considering. That's my bad. So, I mean, there's nothing Hand I up. can do. Hand up. I'm a scumbag. I know. Um, I would have uh, probably aborted a child to go to LCD Sound System. Code <laughs> hanger and all? Damn. The old plan C, baby. All right. I got nothing else. The, the, the tank is empty. Uh, I ordered Domino's and ate like two pieces of pizza, and I'm going to pound the rest of it tonight. I'm about to go to the gym, so I'll be on Xbox afterwards. Yes. Sounds good. All right, my friends. Well, this has been the Trolling Stone podcast. Um, I'm going to uh, put a hold on the ranch wheel. So that next week we have to spin it thrice. Oh, that's I got gross. you, baby. Got your baby. Um, so everyone remind me I have to spin the ranch real thrice. And um, this has been Trollstone Podcast. Keep it sleazy and I'm out. Uh, hey, baloney. You were about to say peace out, fuckos. I was about to say that. And then I, I said, hey, baloney. <laughs> Baby What more can I say? We top billing it. Valiant without villain it. Viciously found victory. Burnt towns and villages. Burning, looting, and pillaging. Murderers try to hurt us. We curse them and all their children. I just want the bread and bologna bundles to tuck away. I don't work for free, I am barely giving a fuck away. So tell Big and Johnny and Mommy to get the fuck away. Hey, yo, here's a gun, son. Now run, get it the gut away. Live to shoot another day. <laughs>